I love a natural look with some shimmer. I love that lightly soft contour, but add of course some shimmer and some blush, some highlighter, a whisk of eyeliner on the outer edges, and of course a strong lengthening mascara that does not clump or flake. That's basically the look I usually go for. So whether you like a more natural look or full glam or somewhere in between, you'd love Thrive Cosmetics because you're not only getting quality cosmetics, but you're also contributing to a good cause. And you also might already know of them as they have a pretty viral, vibrant turquoise tube on social media for their mascara and it is a game changer. It is. I'm so happy that Thrive Cosmetics is not just stunning, but also 100% vegan and cruelty-free and it's packed with clean, skin-loving ingredients. Their high-performance formula set the bar high with uncompromising standards, so no wonder their bestsellers boast thousands of glowing five-star reviews. And what also makes them even more special is that every purchase with Thrive Cosmetics contributes to making communities thrive, hence the name. I mean, it's also spelled C-A-U-S-E medics, Thrive Cosmetics. So it's not just about beauty. I mean, they're truly about giving back. So with your support, they donate products and funds to support communities in need through responsive giving. That's why they've been my beauty obsession since 2020. I've been using their Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara since 2020. I mean, this is a magical mascara that lasts all day without a hint of clumping or smudging or flaking. And removal is a breeze as all I need is warm water and a washcloth. Pretty simple. And also here's the best part. The nourishing ingredients in this flake free tubing formula not only gives you the length and definition that you crave, but also it supports longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It's a love story for your lashes. So Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E. T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 20% off your first order. And so I would love to create a magical, romantic, glamorized picture that everything that we write down on our vision boards or whatever will work out and I do believe that some of it will but it's never certain and you do need to continue the course to increase your chances of its certainty. Again since we don't know what will happen tomorrow or what is happening across the world and every space of the world we must see uncertainty to be honest as a gift to help us thrive more in our own life and in this life to make the best of this life this also circles back to the more you know the more you realize you don't really know much <laughs> now let the magic begin hello enjoyma Jaimayomis! It's Raquel, and welcome to Your Own Magic, a soul-expanding and heart-opening podcast. This episode is sponsored by our longtime sponsor, Skillshare, who has a new amazing offer for you for one month free, along with my favorite meal delivery service, Green Chef, who is offering $100 off now of their meal kit using our code more info on them in the midst of the episode and in the show notes anyway today's a solo episode this one i think in particular in my humble opinion is fun as it's all about a life phenomenon that absolutely fascinates me the paradoxes of reality <laughs> and i'll be honest many of these i genuinely needed to remember and implement or re-implement into my own life in certain scenarios that i know will be approached with more ease and alleviated anxiety as i'm aware of them and i'm assuming for you as well and help us out in this crazy human experience. Even if you're consciously or subconsciously aware of all of these, I believe something about them may shift your world a bit or help you in day-to-day -day scenarios. I've gathered these paradoxes from many sources like Mark Manson, the writer of one of the best-selling books in our era, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuh. <laughs> 
just in case your kids are around, I will not say that word, though it's one of my favorite words. And along with Stanford, Britannica, spiritualawakeningprocess.com, and practicalspirituality.com, and bigthink.com, and I also added in a few of my own. Anyway, Oxford defines a paradox as a seemingly absurd or self-contradictory statement or proposition that when investigated or explained may prove to be well-founded or true. For example, the term, less is more. Yeah, which I'm sure you've heard many times before. And in many scenarios, in many cases, that is very true. Of course, for all of these, it's not always applicable for everything, but for most everything, it is. And it's always something to keep in mind. So I just made sure to consciously gather most of the information from what I prefer to, from where I prefer to get my info from, such as great thinkers and philosophers and scientists and, of course, sages of spiritual thought. And to help us rise above and look at the big picture, the macro perspective and micro scenarios. And so for whatever reason, many of these are indeed timeless, I believe. Of course, they have evolved in our modern day times as they shall and as we all will. But I'm pretty sure that a lot of these we're going to be able to carry them throughout our life. But some of them definitely do, I think, at least apply more to our modern times as we've evolved. As a modern day woman, I've grasped and analyzed and applied it to many of these at least. Some of them I still need to, let's be honest, but applied it to a modern day scenario that may have been something I've witnessed in my own life or in most people's lives, but I still believe it's true. Ooh, it's 11.44. I think that's my favorite hour of the day, 11.44 a.m. Anyway, I'm listing 11 of these, so I hope that you have a long drive or walk or time throughout the week if you want to pause it and soak it in as we explore. And if you'd like, feel free to take some notes along the way as well. In each paradox, I'll be making a generalized acknowledgement. And for most of them, not all, but for most of them, I'll briefly share something in my own experience, if, if applicable, of course. Also, since there's so many, it's likely your mind will only walk away with a handful to apply and maybe some others may come up on occasion from time to time, but the one, two, or the handful your mind and soul choose is honestly for a reason. So to trust that, I hope you trust that. And perhaps you honestly might even intuitively know why right off the bat instantly, but perhaps not. Perhaps something just captures your attention and you have no idea why, but in time you'll know why especially on social situations. So I hope that this helps. I know that they were helpful for me. And if this episode or any other Your Own Magic episode ignites or inspires you in any way, shape, or form, then feel free to leave a rating or a review and or a review. Thank you so much if you do. And a five-star review helps immensely. It's what keeps the show going all your home. So thank you so much. Anyway... Let's get on with the show, shall we? And now, I believe it is time to let the magic begin with these life paradoxes for the mind and soul. This is the first one I decided to share. The more you know, the more you realize you don't know much. Or as Socrates said, the more I learn, the less I realize I know. So true. Haven't you heard that before? That the more you begin to learn about a variety of topics, or even if you master a topic, those who master a topic, even professors, or let's say we've had masters on like astrologers or human design experts. Sure, they obviously know a lot, but it's clear that, you know, there's always still so much more to learn and expand on. And anyone who isn't willing to remain a student stops learning and stops expanding. So again, the more you know, the more you realize you actually don't know much. And so I've had this podcast for almost four years now, and 
though I honestly feel confident, I know a little about a lot, and perhaps I know more than many people on certain topics, especially when it comes to spirituality. It's just, it's abundantly clear to me that I have eons more to learn and, and learn and grasp and really implement into my life where I'll learn something and the universe is like, oh, oh, you know it conceptually, but like, we want you to know it. We want you to understand it so you can fully appreciate it. And so I still sometimes feel like a toddler in this crazy matrix and human experience that we are these avatars in. So, and I don't mean literally. I know some people believe that we might literally be. That's cool. I, I actually think that's really cool. I I wish I believed that. Who knows? Maybe one day I will. But I do genuinely believe that we are these spiritual beings walking around in these meat suits and we have so much to continue to expand on that as our consciousness has been around for way longer than our human vessel and there's more and more to continue to pile on and learn and grow from. So the more that I learn, the less I realize I really know. And it makes me feel like I don't know much, which I'm genuinely, confidently content with because if I knew it all, then what's the purpose and excitement of life? And that's okay and it keeps things fun. Now number two, the only constant is change which I'm sure you've heard before, and this was said by the Greek philosopher Heraclitus. So whenever you're going through a rough patch or you miss the old days and your old ways, think about this paradoxical truth where we're evolving, ever-changing beings, and so, so is everything in life. So is everything that is around us, even non-living things. I mean, look at your old books or your worn out dirty shoes. I mean, I'm just pointing out the obvious, but it just goes to show that we're always going to be evolving and so are our relationships and so are our career paths and so are our interests and our passions. And though we can be appreciative of what we once loved, sometimes it's easier to accept that that was a thing of the past and now we are something, someone different. Even if the essence of us is always the same, which I do believe that the soul, the essence of us will continue to remain unchanged. I mean, though I've evolved immensely throughout my life, my old, dear old friends and family, they witnessed that. Perhaps my physical being, my mental state, my maturity may evolve, but the essence of me, the soul of me remains the same. The spiritual side, I guess, uh, even when I wasn't a quote-unquote spiritualist. <laughs> but I I am embracing change and my interests have changed. My passions have changed. My desire for what I want to do with life has changed. What kind of relationship, especially being a, someone in the dating field and meeting different men, you know, that my list continues to evolve and change. And I have a story on that sometime, but hopefully I remember to tell you because it's really interesting. It's fun. But I, I, I change. And I evolve, and perhaps you you can hear it, you can feel it in my voice, perhaps for those that have listened for a long time, and perhaps you have as well, and perhaps there's things from this podcast you've learned from the past that you might appreciate, but they no longer resonate, or there are new things you're learning that excite you and deeply resonate, especially if you listen to older episodes. So it's a beautiful thing, this thing called life and changing. And that's why it's important to not have attachment to those that we barely know personally or certain events in our life. Though it's hard, it's important to know that we are more than that and it's okay that things are going to change. And I do believe that when things change, it's only the universe giving you a new opportunity to create something new and exciting in life or you know if you don't want to bring in the universe but just simply a way to see it is to shift your perspective to think of it as this is exciting because now I get to create a brand new chapter and write something completely new so it's important to know the only constant is change and to not take time for granted also Charles Darwin once said it's not the strongest of the species that survives nor the most intelligent that survives. It is the one that is most adaptable to change. Yummies, it is time to take advantage of a free one-month offer from our sponsor, Skillshare. <laughs> this minute, by going to Skillshare.com slash your own magic and Skillshare 
for those of you who may not know, is an online learning community offering our listeners a free one-month trial of their premium membership because you are a human and you are born to create. I like that they wrote this down. And anyway, there are many fascinating classes on Skillshare on topics including illustration, design, photography, animation, productivity, and so much more. The class that I took on Skillshare recently was by Jerome Vogel. It's his digital illustration class, Learn to Use Procreate. Also, one of my favorite YouTubers, Nathaniel Drew, has a few classes on Skillshare. And the one that really catches my eye is Creativity Unleash. Discover, hone, and share your voice online. So, something to keep in mind, something to keep in mind. And I think it's important to add that Skillshare is not only about creating art, but also building a business and thriving in lifestyle or productivity. So, there are a variety of classes, again, that you have at your fingertips. So whether you are a dabbler or an absolute master, you're simply a creative. And that's why Skillshare has classes for every skill level with short lessons, hands-on projects, and classes designed for real life that you can tap into and allow your creative soul to thrive. So Skillshare helps you move your creative journey forward without putting life on hold. You'll create real projects and get the support of fellow creatives so you can accomplish real growth. Explore your creativity at Skillshare.com slash your own magic. One word, your own magic, where our listeners get a one month free trial of their premium membership. That's one month free at Skillshare.com slash your own magic. Take advantage of this offer while it lasts. And now on with the show. Speaking of not taking time for granted, I'm going to share another cliche paradox that we do know, yet sometimes we forget. I mean, we're human, we always forget, and it's not something that you need to have in mind all the time, but there are times when we need to be more cognizant of it, and it's that we don't appreciate what we have until it's gone. Isn't that wild? That That's such a true paradox of life that we don't appreciate it what we have whatever it is till it's gone and that's why it's so important to not take advantage of time and I know you've heard this before a million times but I wanted to reiterate it just so you remember I mean there's from the big things to the little things the big things like those in our lives who we love if we lose them we're gonna wish we just had two more minutes to talk with them that's why I love that I'm spending so much time with my parents as they age and they're older and my very close friends I make sure to reach out to or stay connected with, you know, extended family, even if it's just a little bit here and there. But it's so important to remember, and that's for on the big scale, of course. However, you look right now at whatever age you are, because you're only going to look like this once, you know? And then, so to appreciate it right now, and then even, even the little things like, like toilet paper. I mean, when toilet paper is gone, you're going to appreciate when it was around, you know? I know it sounds so silly, but it's true. Or you don't have to do it daily or be obsessive about it, but just on occasion, I mean, it's important to appreciate the little things that we have. So the roof over our head, the food in our fridge, you know? Anyway, it's just a, it's just a little obvious thing that is important to be cognizant of. Now fourth, what you resist persists. This is a quote from Carl Jung. Resistance, you know, is it's it's about not wanting to or being able to deal with something in your life. And so you do whatever you can to avoid it. At least in this context, resistance is applicable to a variety of different factors of life. But in this scenario, it's about our own inner resistance to something externally and we might avoid it at all costs or even internally and we avoid it at all costs. So the psychology field even recognizes this phenomenon as we are subconsciously placing our focus on what we don't want and therefore we are attracting 
more of it into our life subconsciously. So Carl Jung also says that not only what you resist persists, but will also grow in size, which is a little redundant, but I think that he was redundant to emphasize that it will continue on the more you resist it. (laughs) And resistance can take on many forms. So it's something to be conscious of if there's something in your life that you're resisting, but simply thinking of diving in or you're, you're resisting it because you absolutely hate having it in your life, but it continues to show up. I know that a common one that I dealt with for so long was I was resisting my physical self, my physical being, my body, And I only continued to persist having issues with it. And it wasn't until eating disorder recovery and just simply letting go and feeling free and having food freedom and loving my body that a lot of those issues, the internal struggles and the external struggles, fled away. And I'm not perfect, it's not perfect, but it feels immensely better than where it used to be. And I think that that's a common one that a lot of women struggle with. And you're definitely not alone if you're someone who struggles with that. So wherever you're at, the beauty is, is that you have the power to catch it and be aware of the resistance and reprogram or simply reframe your mindset to see the journey in a different way and accepting where you are now and live your life and whatever it is that you're resisting. And you're able to pivot your perspective to do certain things, not because you want to accomplish X or you think that life will be better when you achieve X or you'll feel better when X finally happens or occurs, but because you love your human right now and where you are, you're accepting of what is. I mean, it basically it just comes down to surrender, which is a really easy term for a complicated, not a complicated, it's actually very, very simple, but the complexities of the human mind make it seem as though it's complicated when it's available to all of us. We all have the privilege to access it. And and it's going to take time. You don't have to fully love and accept where you're at. Every human has their own journey with all of these things. And so wherever yours is at, I just hope that you give yourself the allowance and the acceptance and the grace to accept what is and to not desire to be any other way. And for whatever reason, the funny thing is, is that this is another paradox of life, is that the less you want it, it actually ends up attracting to you. I've become more of a magnet when it comes to just social things and guys and honestly, my own self-love because of my acceptance with what is. So it's It's such a beautiful dance and it's not going to happen overnight, but every time you have that battle to give yourself the grace to take a breath and recognize where you're at and accept it. So that way what you resist no longer persists. (laughs) Ooh, now this is a big one for me. The more you try to make people like you, the less likely they will. Harsh truth. Ouch. You can energetically also feel when someone is trying too hard to be liked and... Though, you know, for me personally, when I can sense that, I definitely do try to show them that they are appreciated and liked. That itself can be energetically draining. But I've also been the person that is that is trying way too hard to be liked and completely gets rejected because people don't like that. And some people, they don't also have the patience to even deal with it, so they simply shut it down. I mean, of course, there are scenarios where there are people that have been programmed to not like those who are overtly nice or those that try too hard. You know, that could definitely be a programming for some, depending on where you grew up or how you were raised. And then there's also some people who may feel that they simply don't deserve the kindness So they might shut that down. You know, everybody has their own reasons for shutting it down. And like I said, I've also been the person that really wanted to be liked. And I was so kind, perhaps because of my programming from the society I grew up in. And it just totally backfired. So now it's like, okay, you got to read the room. There are occasions, like when I see my friends, I'm so giddy, but it's authentic, you know? And then there are occasions when you just meet someone and to be authentically you by not trying so hard. Which, let's be honest, how wonderful does that feel to know that you don't have to try so hard to be liked? And also, 
those who mind don't matter, those and those who matter don't mind, and you're not going to be everyone's cup of tea. So if they don't like you, even if you're not trying too hard, they just don't like you, then whatever. I'm pretty dang content with the love that is around me that I don't mind. So yeah, it's just the truth. And also, I think that it's not in the words you say, but it's more of the subtleties, the subtext, the people can energetically feel what's really going on. And if it feels like a place of unempowerment, of not feeling empowered in themselves and just needing acceptance, you can feel that. Or vice versa, you know. And I think it's energetically draining being the person who has also tried too hard. It's energetically draining on them. I know it was energetically draining on me and I felt more distant from who I am. So yeah, it's definitely a balance and a dance. You know, I'm going to always show my bubbliness and happiness. I'm just a bubbly, kind, happy person. And if someone doesn't like that, that's perfectly fine. But I'm not going to go out of my way to express kindness, especially if they don't want it. Now, if they seem to deserve it and they genuinely, authentically make me excited to do something super kind for them and nice, and I know that they're going to take it and love it, that makes me so happy and I'm more than happy to do so. I love going out of my way for people that I genuinely care about and that get me. I think that that's a super important, harsh reality for some of us, but it's just the truth. And this simply goes hand in hand with loving yourself. So number six is kind of cheesy, but I mean, they're all cheesy, let's be honest, but they're cheesy truths. <laughs> well, this one is the more you are able to love yourself, the more you are able to love others. So, and also, I mean, the more you love yourself, the more others can simply feel it and see it. And again, that's just an energetic subtlety that doesn't need to be described in words, but it's just a vibration. It's just uh, something that you can feel from them without them saying much. And so therefore you'll probably want to either A, get to know them more or B, simply love them back. And then of course, unless there's a deep self-loathing there, then that person might be shut off to feeling it. And they also might really dislike you and your self-love. But again, who cares? That's their, that's their journey. Anyway, there's also a scientific and spiritual reason for this. Spirituality talks about vibration in one way and science talks about it in another way. And though it's two different visions of it, it's still pretty much the same when it comes to the context of it and what it means. So the vibration of love is a high vibrational energy. And if emotions are defined as energy in motion, then the energy is very high while also continues to expand. So that's why when you love yourself, that energy is so high and it expands to others. So it not only ascends upward, but also outward. You know, think of yourself surrounded by this bubble of light. It's not only within you, but it surrounds you. Sometimes there are people that have such infectious self-love and loving energy that everybody else around them feels it too. I mean, the same is true also for negative and self-loathing. Let's say that they exude more self-loathing. That can also surround you as well. So you might loathe those around you and your love for self and others might be more narrow and short and in a smaller bubble <laughs> instead of spread out if that makes sense. So, so therefore you might subconsciously or consciously send out more negative vibes to most everyone you meet, unless, except for the few you might trust. And that's fine. You know, some people are closed off for, you know, traumatic reasons or whatever their human has gone through. So if you do happen to exude more love to others, continue to spread it because some of those people need it, even if it's a little repelling at first. I notice that they tend to see the reality of it and that you mean it. Of course, what I just shared was a more simplistic reasoning and there's more to it, especially when it comes to diving into the science behind it and the spiritual aspect of it, or I guess the metaphysical aspect of it. But if one can transform that loathing to expand love instead of loathe by starting from the seed, from the root, their own self, then they have more room to love and love more people and uh, loathe less people. Therefore, when you love yourself, it's interesting how you simply can love others more. And I, when I read that, I was like, is that really a paradox? It kind of seems like it goes hand in hand. 
But I guess the paradox is, is that people think that it's selfish to focus on your own needs. Like, it's selfish to want to make sure that you put yourself first and your self-care first. But it really, in the long run, helps others around you. You know, the simple metaphor when it comes to when you're on a plane and the masks come down, you got to put on your mask before you help anybody else. So that's basically where that comes from. It's not a goes hand in hand. It's definitely more of a, some people see it as selfish to love yourself and therefore you can't love others or they need to make sure to cater to everybody else around them in order to be loved. But no, you got to really love yourself and cater to you and give yourself the self-care to really expand that love without resentment to everybody else around you. And so that way you can have a happy relationship if you're happy being by yourself. The more you are able to love yourself, the more you are able to love others. Yo mees, there is a new offer from Green Chef for you. $100 off your order, including free shipping when you order through our link, greenchef.com slash magic 100. Let me tell you about Green Chef, especially for those who are more interested in eating a health-conscious variety of food that is very satisfying and sustainable and sent straight to your door so you don't have to go to the grocery store. Green Chef lets you choose from a wide variety of easy-to-follow recipes, perfect for keto, paleo, and plant-powered diets, or even if you just want to eat in a more balanced way. Green Chef's expert chefs design flavorful recipes that go way beyond ordinary for a diverse array of meal plans and plenty of options to choose from each week. Everything is hand-picked, featuring organic veggies and high-quality proteins delivered to your door, pre-measured and mostly prepped in insulated packaging. And my favorite part is that Green Chef is the most sustainable meal kit, offsetting 100% of its direct carbon emissions and plastic packaging in every box so you can feel great about what you're eating and how it got to your table. I love their plant-powered boxes. Someone who is a plant-based eater myself and their roasted veggie couscous bowls are absolutely to die for. Of course, they mix it up every week so you're not eating the same thing every week, but I love their roasted veggie couscous bowls with garlic lemon tahini and toasted almonds and dates. It's so delicious. I've made it for my parents as well and they thought it tasted very gourmet, but there are a variety of meals that they will send you so you don't get bored. That's probably my favorite thing as well is that they're introducing me to so many different recipes that I never would have thought of before. And again, delicious and just sent straight to my door. No wonder it's the number one meal kit for eating well. Anyway, go to greenchef.com magic100 and use the code magic100 to get $100 off, including free shipping. That's greenchef.com slash magic100 and use code magic100 to get $100 off, including free shipping. Now that is an amazing deal. That's their best deal yet. I highly recommend taking advantage of this offer while it lasts and enjoy your delicious, healthy, high quality food sent straight to your door. And now on with the show. All right, I believe we're at seven. The only certainty is uncertainty. A quote by, well, when I was trying to find out who said this, it was either ancient Roman author and naturalist Pliny the Elder or Benjamin Franklin, who I hope does not need an introduction. But anyway, the only certainty is uncertainty. So true. I've felt as though... I was so certain about so many phenomenons in life and also many scenarios in life and that certain things would work out in life and think about where our world is today. I was not at all picturing what it is today. And it's something to keep in mind, you know, that tomorrow is never promised. And so I know that this is dark, but it's something that in an odd and dark way keeps me alive and wanting to explore more of life and take risks because the only certainty is uncertainty 
and we're not really guaranteed anything except change and also less time each day to experience this human life. So that's why it's so important to get comfortable with the uncomfortable and be okay with change and living in the unknown and take risks and simply be okay with okay with the fact that things most things are out of your control. I mean, of course, what you can control is simply your behaviors and actions today in this morning, what you want to eat, how you're going to spend your day, who you're going to talk to, if they're willing to talk to you as well, which that's never a certainty. So honoring this and accepting this kind of gives you permission and acceptance of non-attachment and being okay with certain things not working out because that's just simply what happens with life. And so I would love to create a magical, romantic, glamorized picture that everything that we write down on our vision boards or whatever will work out. And I do believe that some of it will, but it's never certain. And you do need to continue the course to increase your chances of its certainty. Again, since we don't know what will happen tomorrow or what is happening across the world and every space of the world, we must see uncertainty to be honest as a gift to help us thrive more in our own life and in this life to make the best of this life this also circles back to the more you know the more you realize you don't really know much (laughs) and you know over 200 years ago they were confident that they knew all that is when it comes to human behavior and that they thought they knew everything out there in the galactic universe to even the smallest of atoms and the cells in the human vessel but you know, look at us today. We're continuing to discover something new about ourselves more and more. And even scientists are like, ugh, the more I know, the more I realize I need to continue to investigate because I don't know. You know, of course, even sages or spiritualists, they continue to learn things about this human and spiritual experience that they must share. That's why so many people continue to write new books on new topics. There's always something new to discover. And so we don't know it all. And the only thing that we do know is that we're not 100% of what the future holds. So why not make the best of it? And so take the risks and be comfortable with the uncomfortable, with uncertainty. I am certainly when it comes to my new career endeavors and my new relationships with guys and, you know, all these little life human experiences that we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but let's just make the best of it now. That's my perspective when it comes to the only certainty is uncertainty. Now eight, the more you fail, the more likely you are to succeed. So what if, just what if failing is the only way to increase your chances of success? What if, in a sense, failing was really winning? Because as we fail forward, we move forward to experience greatness. I am well aware (laughs) with new life ventures and pivots and career and relationships that I'm likely to experience some booze, some embarrassment, some humility, some failure. But, you know, honestly, bring it on. Because if that's going to get me to where I want to go, I'm all in. And, you know, we're not guaranteed, since, you know, the only certainty is uncertainty, we're not guaranteed a vanilla route to success. And honestly, what's what's great about that story? Why would we even really want that in all reality? I mean, I do feel it would be so rewarding to learn from my mistakes to get to where I want to go. I've done that in the past and, you know, I think that will continue, especially as our journeys change, continue that route. And so this is a more grounded approach as somebody who's an idealist. I definitely am an idealist and a dreamer and I assume I'm an optimist in many ways. Delusional optimist, like my friend Charlie says. And, you know, yes... There's something so freeing about accepting this reality, especially if where you want to go is oversaturated or more challenging. Think about the great comedians of our time or even in past time. There hasn't been one who hasn't bombed at a show. So some, you know, like my idealistic self would have chosen to ignore it and just continued to remain comfortable. Now my perspective is that I'm willing to accept it and own it and fail forward. 
I might have, you know, a ton of fails or I might not have a ton of fails or I might not even have a fail at all, but I'm indeed at least willing to experience it. And so if this is the only way to succeed and be authentically me and authentically follow my dreams, then I fully believe that the more you fail, the more likely you are to succeed or at least the more you're willing to fail. Because failing and not failing, succeeding and not succeeding, none of that is certain. None of that is guaranteed. But at least to be willing to experience it, you will move forward. You will move the needle forward. So I'm all in on that. Like I said, it's failing forward. It's not like it's a, it's not like failing a silly math test our teacher gave us. (laughs) It's failing at an experience, a life experience that is most likely going to teach you something and also provide you a great, great human attribute such as more awareness, expanded awareness and strength and even humility and the ability to own and be okay with that humility. What amazing human attributes you'll receive with failing along with moving the needle forward for success. Will it take a lot of patience and time and energy? Likely, depending on the scenario and where it is or how you want to succeed or, you know, whatever it is. But I think it's worth it. And that's why I think dating around at this time as well is worth it as I am adding and deducting things or subtracting things from my list of the kind of guy I'd like to spend my life with. I think that that is all beautiful to get out there and experience. Now here's one that has been acknowledged in more modern day times is that the more connected we are with the world as in digitally speaking, the more isolated we feel. It's very true. It also goes hand in hand with the saying as The more friends you have, the more isolated you might feel because where's the quality in those friendships? And so that is why I personally find so much happiness having an on and off relationship in the digital space, but spending a lot of my time really nourishing my present relationships and my present reality. And of course, I do probably go, I I definitely go online daily, especially YouTube. But when it comes to staying connected, I'm so thankful that we get to stay connected online and on social media. But if we depend on those relationships, I've experienced personally, and perhaps you have as well. So again, this might not apply to everybody, but that I felt more isolated and more anxious and not so connected with myself because I wasn't living in this beautiful present moment. And so, you know, it's a balance. No one has to go as hardcore or extreme as I do when it comes to social media because I feel like I'm one of the people that's on it the least compared to most. And I have an on and off relationship where sometimes I just feel like being on it all the time. I do indeed personally feel more ease and connected and I don't feel an ounce of isolation, even when I'm by myself, which I'm by myself a lot, not as much as I used to be, but a lot, but I don't feel alone. I just am enjoying my own personal presence, and that goes hand in hand again with the the more you love yourself, the more love you have to give others. So the more we connect with people personally, the more connected we feel versus these superficial connections online or even if you know them in reality it's not the same as seeing them in the flesh so it's true people that do spend a lot of time most of their time online make sure that they balance that as if that's their job but then they balance it with seeing people in the flesh who don't really care about their social media presence but just love them for them and I think that that's very important Plus, research has found that each year that goes by, especially the more connected we are digitally, the more people and the younger the age as well, that there's an increase in loneliness and depression in the developed world over the past few decades. And like I said, it's decreased in age, as in younger people are experiencing more loneliness and depression and anxiety than ever before. And the one variable that really stands out is social media, though it's nothing to demonize because there's so much beauty to social media, but if you are feeling depressed or anxious or out of yourself, I was for a little bit, I decided to limit the one variable that might have a little something to do with it. And for me personally, it did help. 
and you know it could be something else for you but it's something to definitely consider but it's just so true that the more connected we are digitally even though we're connected with a plethora of people so many more people the more isolated we happen to feel and also celebrities there are so many celebrities that feel so depressed and isolated even though the world loves them but they just don't feel like anybody knows them for them and so they feel isolated and alone and that they can't really trust anybody it's scary to let people in when you're a celebrity and so though it seems as though the world loves them that they should just love this life and love themselves it's most celebrities do experience a form of depression at some point in time because it's not normal to have that much admiration for your image versus for who you really are a lot of them do grow up fast um, a lot faster than most people because they have to as far as maturity and because for their mental state they need to find a sense of peace and happiness that has nothing to do with the outside world and external validation and if they still seek that external validation without the soul searching they often run into a lot of trouble so it's just interesting how all of this is kind of tying together it's like don't take advantage of the true appreciation that surrounds you which is the loved ones in your life though nothing is certain in this world it's a high certainty that at least you are going to be happy when you're surrounded by those who love you for you and i thought this would be a great one for the next point especially in this digital space when we have a plethora of options at our fingertips when it comes to topics of interest or people of interest or whatever else there is, the more options you have, the less satisfied you are with each one. I mean, how long does it take you to find that Netflix show, your next Netflix show? It takes me forever, forever to find it. And then yes, of course, when I do find it, I am usually pretty satisfied with it. But there's so many options that I'm never 100% satisfied when I do make that option until I get invested in the show, of course. But then also think about when it comes to the dating pool. Right now, I mean, I am connected with many guys because we have the options of online dating. And I recently made a connection in person, which wildly enough, it was at the start of the new moon in Leo. And that one was more passionate and meaningful, or I guess is more passionate and meaningful because he wasn't in this pool of options. We might have a lot of matches or we might have a lot of great people who slide into our DMs, but it's just, are we fully satisfied or excited about that because we have those options? But there was just this one option in front of me that <laughs> was amazing and passionate because we met in person and I was excited about it and felt genuinely satisfied by this person <laughs> or feel genuinely satisfied by this person. He's great. And so, which I also texted my friend one week before I met him, a list of the kind of guy I would be interested in. You know, she was asking about my type and I sent her my list and I did not have any manifestation intentions behind it. I was just, you know, thinking like, oh, this and this and this without any sort of intention. And then literally one week later, that was on a Sunday, I sent it to her. And then the next Sunday, I met somebody that was everything on this list and it was really cool. He's super funny, dorky as in goofy, liberally minded, not religious, but okay with my spirituality. And he could be spiritual himself. Uh, very smart, happy in his career, taller than me, a cute kind of hot. That's my type, I believe. <laughs> and to be honest, I started to expand it now. I wrote another list since meeting him because I was like, okay, I want to make sure that whether this one works out or not, I'm learning more about, you know, my type and why not make another list? And then when I have that solidified, why not send it to her? But this time they will have the intention of manifestation. So I hope it works the same, but that was wild. That was so cool. Anyway, with that being said, the more options you have, the less satisfied you are with each one. And also the more something is available to you, the less you want it. If someone's too available, it becomes less attractive for whatever reason. I could be wrong. Maybe 
that won't be the case if I meet my soulmate and it's like, okay, it's okay how much attention you want to give me and vice versa. It doesn't matter because we're soulmates. I don't know. I haven't experienced that yet, if I'm being honest. But right now, what I'm experiencing is, and if you have, let me know. I'm, I would love to hear it. But if I'm being honest, right now I just noticed that the more available you are, the less you might want it. It's a weird, weird paradox of the human wiring. <laughs> this is the last one that I wrote down because I feel as though this is a very profound one for the human, for the soul, for our expansion, for our creative expansion, especially since creativity is where I want to pivot this podcast more towards because it's my favorite field of life. Anyway, everything that makes you drown also has the power to really make you fly. So, so true. My darkest moments are actually some of my most profound, beautiful, treasured moments because it allowed me to soar and become a more expanded, magnetic version of myself. Learning from those dark moments that made me drown, it strengthened me. And there are so many tell-tale stories of the great people walking this earth that had such a hard time. They were going through something of immense struggle, yet they walked away from it, not only walking or running, but soaring and, you know, helping millions of people through their own struggles because of that one struggle that they went through. I've, I've talked about this so many times that I have many different solos on the dark night of the soul or experiencing your shadow moments and working through them. And I truly believe that those are profound, beautiful moments in our life because they will ultimately lead to, as long as you believe in yourself, stay true to yourself and find the light and strength within yourself, you will soar and fly and feel this immense lightness because you were able to explore some depth within you and find the treasure that was buried within it. And now there's a side of you that's always been there, but you're able to radiate it out into the world. So if you're going through a dark night of the soul, I know that there's a treasure in it. And so it's, a, it's a, you don't have to spiritually bypass it and you don't have to fake it till you make it. Continue to go through the motions of it, but hopefully you can find this ultimate trust that though it absolutely sucks it is going to work out in the end and it's not only going to work out but it's going to be beyond what you fathom in this moment so anyway these are many paradoxes of life that i think are philosophies we need to pocket and remember in order to bring more ease and peace and excitement into our life. I hope that you enjoyed this episode and if you have any more paradoxes than these 11, please let me know. Send them in an email or a DM because I have a private Instagram account now at Raquel Mantra, R-A-Q-U-E-L-L-E Mantra, M-A-N-T-R-A. If you want to reach out, I would love to hear from you and whatever paradox came to mind for you or what you've experienced in life. And with that being said, I'm sending so much love and I hope you have a magical rest of your week, a magical rest of your week, and see you next Monday. Jaima. Yomis, that is a wrap. That is a wrap for this episode. I hope that something spoke deeply to you, expanded you in some way. Please let me know if so. You can catch me on Instagram at Raquel Mantra. I spell Raquel a different way than most, so you can see the spelling in the show notes. Or hang out with the Yomis, the like-minded, very conscious and expansive and helpful souls on the Euro Magic Facebook group, especially a place to turn to when it comes to, well, whatever you're going through. And there are several tools on the Euromagic.life membership site. All right, well, thank you so, so much and have a magical rest of your day. <laughs>